Happy Tuesday, all things Montessori community. How's everyone doing? So I don't know if any of our listeners live in Northern Virginia. And if you do, you know I'm going to talk about the cicadas. The cicadas are ready to emerge, and I've seen a few of them. And while I know it's cool, it's awesome, and I'm an elementary person, so, like, I know it's great, and, like, but it's also gross. (laughs) So so that's what I've been dealing with, but it's okay. Um, I'm so excited about this week's episode. It's the second installment in the teacher series. There are more to come. I'm so excited to be launching this amazing series. I interview my dear friend Carly on this installment of the teacher series. She is such a beautiful teacher, mother, person, Montessorian, and friend. She is so loving, and we just have a wonderful conversation all about her experience, you know, and and she brings a real kindness and a, a great reminder of why we do the work that we do. So I know you'll enjoy it. She is just a delight. This episode uh, is brought to you by Patreon. Thank you to all our patrons who support us. You guys are awesome. If you want to become a patron, you can head on over to our Patreon page. It's linked below. There are tiers that you can choose from. And, you know, there's no pressure with any of this. It basically just helps me run the podcast. So there's, you know, editing software, microphones, things like that. And and in the future, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm revamping our website. I'm trying to get a handle on. Um, I really want to do some live events virtually and get people together. So I've just sort of been brainstorming that kind of stuff. So that's all that becoming a patron really helps me with. And then I give content back to you. There's some all things Montessori stickers that you can get. Um, and then you can get kind of, you know, more exclusive conversations with me. So it's super fun. It's linked below if you want to join. And thank you so much to our patrons who already support us. And finally, our podcast is supported by the wonderful Sapling Supply. Sapling Supply is an amazing Montessori furniture company run by two Montessori dads. And you can check them out at the link below. They are great and they make beautiful pieces of Montessori furniture. If you want to purchase anything on their site, you can go to their website and then you can um, use our promo code ATM10 for anything off site-wide, 10% off anything site-wide. And thanks so much. I'm so excited today. I have one of my training friends on the podcast. Carly and I were fortunate enough to to train together at WMI, which um, was a crazy experience to say the least. And then we Um, We also worked close to each other for a while in in Virginia, which was awesome. So welcome, Carly. I'm so happy you're here. Thanks. I'm so glad to be here talking with you. And it's so nice just like chatting with friends. That's right. (laughs) I know. We don't really uh, get to do that very much anymore. I I mean, wait, when's the last time I saw you? It cannot have been my wedding. It may have been. That's that's upsetting. I know. That's really upsetting. (laughs) That's, and then the you yeah. know well we have to blame the pandemic right so. oh no I mean that is that's most of that's eighty percent yes so Carly uh, whenever we have guests on the podcast we like to first ask them what their Montessori story is because through my experience I found that everyone has a really unique way that they find out about Montessori so tell us your Montessori story I would love to uh, so I had. 
no intention ever of being a teacher. Um, but I always loved children and working with children my whole life. Um, I grew up really in the arts. So doing performing arts, dance, music, um, and I would help, you know, all the younger kids with their dance classes and things like that. And so I was, uh, always involved in babysitting and everything. Uh, but I went to school for nonprofit management and dance and loved doing that. And my intention was uh, to bring arts education to schools. That's really, really what I wanted to do because um, I just felt, you know, such value in, in bringing that to children. Um, and after school, I had these great internships and I was like, this is great. This is in the bag. Like I'm going to get to do all the things that I've ever wanted to do. Science field delivered. Here we go. Um, and I was looking for jobs forever and I just could not find something. Mm. And, um, it was about to be summertime and my aunt was living in Philadelphia and she said, uh, Hey, why don't you just come to the city, live with us during the summer. You can nanny for us. My little cousin was three and now he's about to be in uh, seventh grade, which is insane. Um, <laughs> yeah, not cool. But, um, so I said, yeah, I'd love to. And so I stayed with them over the summer with the intention of, you know, nannying for my cousin, looking for work in the city. Um, and my cousin was going to a Montessori school at the time. And I, I had known that they, he had gone to a Montessori school and his brother had gone. Um, so I'd heard about it, but I had no idea what it looked like. I'd never set foot in the school, no idea, but I started kind of, um, bringing him to school. I would pick him mm -hmm. up, drop him off. So I got to know, you know, some of the ladies at the front desk, give me a chat and, you know, the summer months turned into like October and I was still there, yeah. you know, um, and I was picking him up from school one day and it was a later day because they had all day Montessori at that school. So it was in the afternoon, in the evening, there weren't many people around. And the woman at the front desk said to me, uh, hey, are you looking for a job? And it was one of those moments where you turn around and look behind you and they're like, wait, are they really talking to me? Like, you know, it was one of those times. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and I said to her, I am looking for a job, actually. Um, and she asked me if I had done any data entry, that kind of thing. I was like, yeah. And I, you know, do you like children? Yes, I do like working with children. Right. Um, and that was a Friday. And on Monday, the head of school called me to talk to me. And on Monday afternoon, they put me in the classroom. They must have been Whoa. super desperate because I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I was so nervous. Um, I'd never been in a Montessori classroom before. And it was also the same classroom my cousin was in. So I oh, didn't wow. know how he would react. He was only uh, like four or five at the time. Mm -hmm. um, so they said, okay, here, you can just go right in and um, sit right there and you can watch what's going on. And I was like, okay. You know, so I just went and sat there and I remember just thinking I was amazed. You know, I just sat there. I feel like my jaw kind of just dropped to the floor because I was in this room with all these very young children. It was a primary classroom and they were all, no one was really loud. It was pretty quiet. Yeah. They were moving around the room. Some were sitting at tables, some were on the rug, you know, just doing different activities, which at the time I had no idea what anything was. You know, I was just seeing all these kids, you know, with all these little cute trays that all matched. And I was like, oh, that's great. You know, everything's color coordinated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember being amazed. And my little cousin, he was just working. Like I wasn't even there. I was like, what is happening? And in that mm. moment, I was just, shot, you know, stunned and amazed. And I was like, okay, I have to know more about this. Um, so I ended up just staying at that school. Um, it started out 
kind of like as a floater working in different classrooms. So I worked in primary and toddler, which was so fun, just seeing Mm -hmm. the different ages and helping with that. Then I actually ended up doing administration work for them for about a year and a half. And I was out of the classroom at that point. I was at the school for about three years. And during that time, I went to the head of school and said, you know, I I love doing this admin stuff, but I really miss, you know, being in the classroom and working with the kids. And the head of school, um, she had actually been elementary trained at WMI at the very beginning and when it was in DC. And she said to me, you know, I think I think you're an elementary person. I said, really? You do? She said, I really do. So she sent me to observe in an elementary classroom. And at that point, I mean, any of the feelings I felt observing primary, which was amazing. I mean, I went into elementary and I just wanted to fall over because yep. I was looking around. They had all these great, you know, posters that the children had made. And I didn't know, but there were, you know, timelines and all kinds of things. Mm, and it mm-hmm. was just this big, beautiful, bright classroom and full of energy. And I had that buzz. And I just thought to myself, yeah, she's right. This yep. is where I want to be. Um, and so then I applied WMI and everything else kind of fell into place from there. But yeah, it was kind of a, and my sister, it was so funny when I told her that I was going to go, you know, get my master's in education and my Montessori training. She said to me, well, I could have told you that you were going to be a teacher. And I said, well, yes, you could have. And it would have saved me a lot of pain and frustration. But <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. And then since then I've been teaching. So this is my fifth year um, teaching wow. elementary now. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I love that. I See, I just, I love how people find it. And I also... I know that feeling of observation Mm -hmm. or seeing it. And I also thought I wanted to be primary and I kept saying, yeah, I'm really interested, but primary is just, I don't know. Like I just didn't want to do it, but I'd worked with young children similarly Mm -hmm. to you. So I was like, oh, it totally makes sense. But it Mm -hmm. wasn't until I started learning more about elementary and really just delving in and then I think it's like a personality test Absolutely. in some ways, right? It's like, yes. I think of myself in a primary classroom and it would be a mess. It would be yes. a disaster. I yes. am very clumsy and don't have a lot of grace. So mm-hmm. who knows what would even happen? Exactly. Um, <laughs> wow. So, and um, I, since we trained together, of course, I know mm-hmm. like your whole story, but uh, you you jumped out of training into a six to 12 classroom. Yes, Uh I did. And you worked with a teacher at first and then Mm -hmm. you, you sort of transitioned into the lead guide role. Exactly. Which I don't know, you have to, you have to talk about it, but that seems like a pretty great experience. A really good way to ease yourself in. Yes, it was wonderful. Um, I'm really grateful because in the beginning, I definitely had my sights set on, um, you know, a first through third year classroom, um, lower elementary. Uh, Mm -hmm. I just love that kind of chunk of the elementary years and getting to kind of introduce them to everything for the first time is just so beautiful and wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was kind of avoiding the six to 12 because it felt so intimidating to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's just kind of what happened. And I was able to work with this wonderful uh, teacher who's still kind of, you know, she's definitely still a mentor and a friend for me. Um, And so we worked the first half of the year. She was the lead and I was kind of her assistant. Um, And we worked together the whole year knowing that the second year I would transition into the lead position. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was wonderful because I, I got to do a lot of 
conservation. Of course, she had me give lessons, you know, which was a great experience. Um, but I also got to experience that assistant role, which I think has been super valuable um, for me as a lead as well, because I kind of I've been there. And so I kind of know when I'm talking to my assistants, you know, you know, I've been in their shoes, which I think has been great. But it was a wonderful year for me. I learned so much. And I think that it definitely helped me transition um, into a lead role very seamlessly. And uh, I felt I mean, there's definitely panic every day still, you know, (laughs) you know, when you go into the classroom. Um, But I think I did have that opportunity to feel a little bit of a like a safety net for a little while, which was really, really nice um, and just lovely. And then the second half of the year, I became the lead and she became my assistant. Um, mm-hmm. So she was still there with me and helping and it was great. And I got to have experience, you know, doing conferences with someone for the first time um, who was there with me. So that was huge. Um, like all of those little things too, that you don't, necessarily you talk a little bit about it in training but you don't have that hands-on practical stuff as much um in the training and so being able to do that alongside someone who had you know much more experience than I did I think was invaluable it's such a I don't even know the right words but it's you know your brain is full and you're so inspired right after training and that's how it should be Yes. And then it's almost like ripping off the bandaid. You just get thrown to the wolves and (laughs) suddenly there's little people in front of you that you have to manage. And then there's the parents that you have Mm -hmm. to help. And Mm -hmm. then there's all the one thing that I didn't even think of. And this is so ridiculous, but I didn't really like know or really comprehend all the little minor detailed things that Mm -hmm. I would have to figure out. So many. So it's endless, the systems and dismissal and arrival and transitions. And then Mm -hmm. how are they going to store their work? Where are they going to store the work? Mm -hmm. Where are you going to put the trash cans? How are you going to do class jobs? Like it's just a mountain. Yep. And then you feel like, oh, I have it figured out. And then something happens and you're sure. like, no, this was not figured out. I have to reimagine all of this again, you know, <laughs> and it's different in, you know, every classroom you're in is different. You know, you think, okay, I've got it. I know how I like to do this. I am set. And then you have a different environment and you have to change it 100%, you know. Totally. And, you know, I know we talk about how that wasn't in our training, but I still I don't think you can learn it until you're in it because I think they could have told us all of that and they probably did, (laughs) but you, there is nothing like you. I just don't think you can like write a paper on classroom management and really get it until you have to do it in the Mm -hmm. moment. And you know, know, it's, it's the thing that everyone gets annoyed at us for saying, but it depends on the child, you know, like everything. And so you can't give a straight answer because it really does. It depends on so many variables that you're not going to know until you're there. Of course. And I I always, I've thought about this before, like, you know, those children that you just have to remind yourself how much you love them because they push all your buttons. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Every year is different because I mean, every year for every child is different and you never know what's happening at home and behind the scenes and, you know, in that development that is going on internally that we can't see. And every day, you know, every moment can be different for them. And I've always thought about how every child wants to succeed and do well. Mm -hmm. Every single child, there's Mm -hmm. not they're not doing all of those things that perhaps might be making your day more difficult they're not doing that maliciously, even though it might feel like that in the moment. It's 
you're right. There's who knows what's going on inside. Mm -hmm. There could be a number of things. And that's why Montessori is so beautiful because we observe, it's like we're detectives. Like we try to figure out what is really going on. Um, It's so easy to just label and then be angry or label and then just sort of give up, which mm-hmm. is super tempting when you're stressed and yep, you don't know absolutely. what to do. But, um, yeah. So you are now in lower L. So yes. you, you did six to 12 for three years. Four, four years. Four years. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Cause now you're in, you're just in lower L. So mm-hmm. what, what's different about the, the oh transition? Goodness. Uh, it's so funny because you always think to your, you know, if I just had, if I just had it that way, maybe it would be a little bit different. Grass you know? is always greener. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, I loved working six to 12, seeing, you know, that full range of ages was sure. amazing. Really seeing the progression. I mean, being with children for four years, watching them from, you know, six year olds turn into that Mm. upper elementary student was amazing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you really see so much growth and development. And I cherish that so, so much because you can really see why Montessori did what she did uh, when you can really see that progression. Um, And six to 12 definitely can be, you know, for me at least was overwhelming at times because there's so much to balance, you know, you want to make sure you're giving those upper elementary children, what they need and stepping away, but making sure they have everything and challenging them. And, and, you know, the little six-year-olds who need you constantly and balancing both of those things. Sure. Um, But it was amazing. Uh, This year, um, I've basically opened a lower elementary classroom. Okay. Uh, So I have uh, 17 (laughs) six-year-olds in my classroom. (laughs) Sorry. Yes. Let's take a moment (laughs) to just reflect on what that, what that's like. You can laugh at that. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, And it, and it's so funny because I was like, oh, no, I, I love the six-year-olds. I love them. And I do. I do of love course, the six-year-olds. Of course. They're just beautiful yep. bursts of energy. But I like five of them better than 17. Um, <laughs> that's for yes, sure. 17 is um, a lot. Be, you know, and so it's it's looked a lot different than I thought that it would. Sure. Um, I've had to kind of do a lot more you know, cause they all need something at the same time. Of course. All 17. Yes. Um, and definitely now by the spring, we're definitely much, you know, in a flow, which is great. That's um, awesome. But in the beginning we had to do a lot of lessons with the whole group. I mean, I did a bunch, you know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. so it felt in some ways a little bit more traditional, uh, than you would imagine your Montessori classroom to be, but I wanted to, but having those groups with everybody, I was able to, you know, start kind of opening these lessons up to them, have those conversations with them. And also they were able to be socially distanced because they're all sitting at their desks, you know, so I, I really had to kind of rework it. And that was a challenge. Um, yeah. So it definitely looks in some ways more traditional, but I had to, I had to do that for their sanity and for my sanity. <laughs> um, but now they're definitely, uh, they're definitely getting it going, which is great to see. And um, Mm. yeah, but man, it was so funny because the other day uh, there's another uh, elementary classroom at the school I'm in and uh, that elementary teacher was out for the day. So she asked if I would go in and help a few of her older students with some presentations. And I was like, oh, sure. So I went in and I uh, worked with a, a third year student and I sat there and I just thought, oh, 
this is why we have mixed ages, you know, because I just sat there and she was like, okay, yeah. And we chatted and she, you know, did the work and it would maybe took maybe three minutes, you Mm -hmm. know, and Mm -hmm. I sat with her and then she's like, okay, I'm great. And I was like, okay, good. And I went to the next thing Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, there are so many reasons why we have mixed ages, but Mm -hmm. you know, just so that when you're in, you know, in it with all those six-year-olds, and you have that opportunity to see a third year student and say, okay, this is where we're going right. and we can get there. Yes. And it, it gives you that glimmer, like that glimmer of hope when you're so in the weeds, you know? Absolutely. Um, so that was so, I like just a breath of fresh air and a mm. good reminder, you know, why, why we're here doing what we're doing with these little ones and we're moving them uh, forward in their development. So that was, that was funny to see. And it it does really all come together for the six-year-olds. There's nothing like I, I started an elementary classroom, so I totally feel you. I didn't have 17. Mm -hmm. I had six (laughs) and then I had eight and 10 or whatever, but I had five and a half and Mm six-year-olds and, um, I just, I didn't even know. I mean, being Mm -hmm. a first year teacher, you don't know a lot of stuff, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know how much support they needed. And and then Mm -hmm. I thought it was my fault because, you know what I mean? Because why are they getting it? Oh my gosh. Um, But they really just need, they are like puppies. They just forget the minute you say Mm -hmm. something. So just for anybody listening who has six-year-olds in their classroom, like yes. don't, it's not your fault. Like yes, if you have absolutely. to repeat something for every day for a month, it's, it's totally okay. normal. And you might have to do it next year too. And that's yep. fine too. Everybody you needs know? reminders. Exactly. Yeah. Like grace and courtesy forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I remember I thought that six-year-olds could have a work journal. Like what, what planet was I existing on? I don't know. But it's just silly <laughs> things that you you know, and I, but the thing about children, that is my favorite thing and it will forever be my favorite thing. They are so forgiving mm-hmm. and so resilient and they just love you. And that's the beauty of a lower elementary classroom. I mean, they adore you. And yeah. that's, that's really, that is a comforting piece of it because, mm-hmm. um, they're soaking up all this knowledge because they just entered the second plane. They're like pumped to work mm-hmm. with groups. It's like mm-hmm. all of their characteristics are exploding. Yes. Um, but it's exhausting. That yeah. sounds that sounds yeah. hard. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely it's so funny because you're like, okay, I've been this is my fifth year teaching and I kind of know how I like things to go. Like I have certain things I like to do and I kind of feel like I have a handle on what I'm doing. And I feel like this year, I mean for quite a few reasons, but this year has definitely been my hardest year of teaching. Mm-hmm. And it has been the year that I've wanted to give up more times than I ever had before. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we're here, <laughs> you know, which we're is we're here. Um, well also you're teaching in yeah. a mask all day. Yes. That's yeah. so, not fun. Yeah. So we've been in person since the beginning, this whole year. Right. And um, we've only gone virtual, maybe two or three weeks, uh, during the whole time. That's amazing. Um, so it's been, I've been very grateful. Uh, we've done really, really well. We haven't, uh, we've haven't really had to close for any, you know, major reasons or anything like that, which has been fantastic. Um, and I definitely see the value in having, having the children together. Mm -hmm. Um, but this year has been hard, uh, for lots of reasons. And I think that, uh, we really have to, you know, as adults, as humans, uh, think about everyone 
and yeah. what everyone is going through right now. Um, mm-hmm. And everyone is, you know, in a different place, but we're all experiencing it uh, yeah. in different ways. Um, and especially the children. Um, and I think that's the one thing that's kind of gotten me through every single day, mm-hmm. realizing that if you really drill down, you know, to the very core, the very foundation of Montessori's philosophy, why am I here? I am not here to stress out over presenting math presentations or language presentations or making sure they know, you know, all the great stories or making sure that they know the states of matter. You know, I'm here to make sure that they are feel supported, that they feel loved and that they're making human connection with each other and that I'm there helping them as they develop as humans. That is Mm -hmm. the goal, right? And nothing Mm -hmm. is about me. It's not about me ever. And if, you know, and I'm definitely not saying I could do that every day at all. I have had weeks, you know, where that's not happening at all. But if you think about the essence of what we're doing and realize that these kids are, they're going through a trauma, yeah, you know, like, let's just sure be are. honest about it. And that's right. in whatever situation they're in, if they're doing hybrid, if they're in person, if they're doing virtual learning, I mean, and this is a, a core part of their, their growing up of their development, and they're going to remember this. And mm-hmm. how can I be there to just make a small difference in just, you know, 18 kids, and by loving them and making those human connections, because I'll tell you, I mean, the most peaceful, productive times in my classroom, I'll tell you when they are, when we're doing read aloud, when we are singing, Mm -hmm. and uh, when we're doing art, those are like the most peaceful. And that's because you know, we're speak, you know, you're connecting with something deep inside of them in those moments. Um, And it's been, it's definitely been tough. And I wonder all the time, like, am I using the right tone of voice? Like they can't see my face. Like, how are they going to know, you know, how I'm expressing myself, especially when wearing the mask, you have to project because they can't hear you. So like, do they think I'm yelling at them? No, I'm not yelling, but what are they perceiving? You know what I mean? I just really considering that all the time. And so it's definitely been tough, but like I said, going back every day and thinking, okay, any behaviors that you're seeing, anything that's going on, they're processing and dealing with so much. I mean, just for an example, I was speaking with one student who was having a tough day and just talking with them. And it was near the holidays and all of a sudden they just started spilling all this stuff. And they're like, oh, and and I I usually see my grandparents, but I'm not seeing them this year. And you know, all this stuff. And, and you know, like, these are the things they're thinking about and they're, they're scared. You know what I mean? And Uh so, um, just realizing that and thinking like this year, what's the purpose of this year. And I think in the midst of like, oh my gosh, 17, six year olds. And how do I, do these lessons Um, in the midst of that. I really had to think, okay, what's the purpose of this year as a whole. And I really think it's just loving these kids, you know, and making those connections, those human connections with them. Um, But it's been, so any of you out there who are doing in-person learning this year, keep going. (laughs) You're making a difference. You're needed. Uh, they, the kids need you and we need them too, you know, because they, they show us that there's good out there, you know, in humanity. So 
keep going and it's also it's almost may so you're doing yeah oh my god (laughs) everybody's doing great exactly um oh carly that was so beautiful because that's that is that is truly the essence it's it's so true you know Mm -hmm. leaving our own baggage at the door Mm -hmm. meeting each child where they are that day Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. minute you know i think that is such a beautiful reminder because you know while i know that kids are going to be okay i mean i think absolutely adults, adults will definitely be a little bit more impacted because or you just have more baggage like stuff going on. They are growing. They are going through it. Like, yeah, like yeah. not seeing grandparents, mm-hmm. not seeing families, mm-hmm. you know, being just wearing a mask every yeah. day. And yeah. I love what you said about tone of voice and expression mm-hmm. because there's nothing like, you know, they've, they feed off of that and that's a part of you. Mm-hmm. So that's how they get to know you. Right. Exactly. Um, that's really tough. Mm-hmm. That's really hard. But um, kids are, they adapt. They adapt yeah. so and they're going to easily. Be great. Yeah. They're, they're going to be, be great. fine. But yeah, that is so beautiful. You know, just loving those kids. I mean, I think, I think everybody should just be doing art and music just right? like exactly. all the time. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. just, um, I think that kind of that therapy reading aloud. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness. Like that's, mm-hmm. that is so beautiful. Um, and those mm-hmm. six-year-olds are lucky to have you. Oh, How they're, lucky. They're the best. They they're really so are. Sweet. Even though, you know, they drive me crazy too. Oh well, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. That goes without saying. Oh my gosh. Well, this was just like a true delight. Um, we'll have to have a part two, um, perhaps next year, like after the year after COVID. Yeah, the year oh, after. Different. No. <laughs> the year after the year. I mean, exactly. how, how many years are we going to be in this? Oh, Don't gosh. know. No, we're not talking about that. We're not, talk- we're not talking about it. Um, but thank you so much for being here. This no, was so- it was a pleasure. I was so excited when you reached out. No, it's great. So. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I want to uh, leave and just ask you if there's one, you kind of already did say this, but mm-hmm. if there's one piece of advice you could give teachers right now, what, what would it be? Yeah, definitely just remember the foundations of our training, why mm-hmm. we're here. And we're here to help guide children through their development and uh, help them with making those human connections and, you know, talk about, talk about the world around them and how they can connect with people, you know, show them ways they can connect in this time of connection. That's so, that's hard to connect right now. And just, you know, cause they're the, our elementary kids, especially they're our cosmic thinkers, you know, so how can we help them connect, but just, just keep going. We're doing great <laughs> and they're going to be, they're going to be good too. And just remember the foundations because I think that's the most important thing right now for sure. Mm. Well, thanks so much, Carly. Yeah, thank you, Rachel.